follow the crowd, stick to the rules, color within the lines. These phrases are commonplace in most of our lives, but we at WeVolve speak a different language. We say, strike these out and break the glass ceiling. We bring to you the WeVolve podcast with stories of what gender implies to people from various walks of life. We tell stories of strength, empowerment of the LGBTQIA community and sex education. We'll be interacting with empowered individuals, getting to know what challenges they faced and come up with solutions all of us can apply to ourselves. Today, we have with us Radhika Tara, who is the founder at Wellopment, a digital writing center. She's also a freelance writer and editor for the same platform. Through her work, she aspires to empower others to tell their stories fearlessly through the written word. In addition to helping small and medium enterprises build their brands through engaging copy and content, she also mentors students to enhance their written communication skills, strengthening their passion and increasing their employability. She enjoys putting ink to paper, her mind's eye to the camera lens, her fingers on piano keys, and her feet in a pair of shoes to travel the world. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Anjali. It's uh, more of my pleasure and honor to be here and speak to you today. I'm very excited. Just seeing how far you've come since I last knew you in school is amazing. Your journey is very inspiring. Thank you so much. It means a lot coming from you. So my first question to you is, what brought you into writing in the first place? And can you tell us about your journey to where you have got today? Um, so I think I remember writing first as like a child. I don't even remember at what age, maybe like five or six. It was when I started realizing I enjoy reading books and the pleasure it gave me was so immense that I tried to ensure I gave somebody else the same pleasure. I realized books can really give people pleasure. So I rewrote some of the Enid Lighten stories in wow. my own way <laughs> and yeah so those, those are like my first pieces of writing I think I still have them at home somewhere just because I cherish them so much but yeah ever since I've enjoyed writing then I like started writing poems and then I just the only subjects I enjoyed at school were those that required me to write um, and then by grade 12 I knew that my strength and interest was in writing. So I decided to do in English, a major in English at college. And right. I specialized in creative writing because again, that was my passion. And, but then closer to like graduation, I realized how that might not make me as much money as I wanted to make. <laughs> and uh, so I also did a minor in IT, hoping to like secure a job um, alongside of like, fulfilling my passion um but I around my third year I got a job as a writing center tutor at my university right. and basically that is basically a space where there are writers and anybody who needs help with any form of writing and uh, can come in mm -hmm. as a student of the university and book a session with a, a tutor for like an hour and just work towards evolving that piece of writing they need help with. It could be a poem, it could be a research paper, it could be an application essay, it could be anything. It could be no writing, just talking about writing. So I thought that was amazing. And the first two years I went in as a tutee. So I was really excited to, you know, 
change positions and be the tutor. And I felt like that the world needed this resource. So once I graduated, I knew I wanted to at least try to build such a center um, uh, and give access to other people, not just university students in the US. So after working for around two to three years, I decided to give it a try um, by starting like a digital platform instead of a physical one. And since then, I've just been doing that. That's great. So like, I think you've summed up what, how Weatherqueen started to what it is kind of right now. So like, could you tell us like how it's grown and what it is today? Sure, sure. Um, So I I started it um, around a year and nine months ago. So just before the pandemic hit, um, and since then, I'd actually, I'm very fortunate to say that the pandemic helped it grow in ways that um, if all companies started digitizing their brand and their um, services. So for that, they needed to like put up websites, rebrand and have digital storefronts. And that's what we do. We help companies um, create content for their digital um digital outlook so um since the demand increased and we had just started we were able to you know get more clients um for like a year into the startup we were only growing through word of mouth and referrals um a year later we started marketing and that has really helped us grow exponentially i'd say we worked with around 200 clients and individual students in the past two years and now we're looking to expand um, by, you know, uh, reaching out to venture capitalists and angel investors to get some funding and really grow further. All the best to you for that. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now coming to um, being a female founder of a company in India. So did, what are the problems that you faced? And could you like tell us how you faced them and how you came out of them, essentially? So um, I have actually not faced any problems as a female founder. I would say some people, when I say I'm working or like um, I'm, I've, start, I've got my own startup, people don't take me seriously, maybe a little. But as of now, because they're like, oh, it's just a pastime, like, oh, this is how you fill your time. But I'd say that I've never had to, you know, um, use myself as being a woman to get get past anything or um, it, it's not something that's very exceptional anymore most many women my age are really um, starting up things doing what what they're good at mm-hmm. so I don't think we should single out female founders anymore um, because it's become a commonplace um, thing that's great because honestly, um, we, in our last episode, we spoke to two female founders and they had a very different story to tell because they've been running their business for about what, 20 years now. And they have, in fact, faced a lot of more issues as opposed to like our generation for sure. Also, here there's a very big thing about privilege that comes in. Uh, what are your views about that? Sure, I don't think I would have been able to work on Veloquent had I not had the privilege of my parents letting me stay with them. And like, I mean, I for the first few years, we didn't, for the first few months, we didn't uh, really 
make enough profit for me to sustain myself. So I had to depend on them. So yes, I think um, for people who don't have that kind of backing and cushioning, it's they'd have to work a full-time job and on the side do it. So the growth is slower and it's harder. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, I started freelancing when I had a full-time job and I know that it is a lot harder to do something on the side. It's more stressful, taxing. So yes, I'm very grateful for that privilege that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to ask you, like you are also now a female founder with Bevolve. So what has your experience been like? So honestly speaking, it was a very, uh, it was not something that was extremely planned in my head. It never was. It was something that just happened. It just flowed in. And I remember that it is an idea that popped up into my head. And a week later, I got a call from Goethe Institute telling me that they wanted to do a gender week workshop with me, which was extremely overwhelming because you just realized that last week I was just thinking about this project I want to do randomly and that it just became an entire thing that I'm pursuing now. And now that's a podcast coming up, which is, I if I look back, I'm like, I never thought I could come this way and like this long. And uh, I think that's just more and more to achieve. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all about just like starting somewhere, thinking about it and, you know, just believing that you can do it and then things somehow fall into place. So I'm really glad you decided to pursue this. Thank you so much. So now uh, I want to ask you about the fact that do you think that female authors face more discrimination as opposed to other or predominantly male authors? And Could you tell us about some experience you might have in this um, while reading or while writing on your own? Have you had a certain kind of discrimination that has has come your way? I think this is a very interesting question. So thank you. Um, I don't think, again, that's true today. Uh, At least personally, I haven't had that experience. But I remember I just watched uh, the movie Little Women. And actually, we had studied it in school as well. So I had learned about it then too. But uh, basically, they show how uh, Louisa May Alcott faced a lot of trouble while publishing her book. And they wanted her to like, they were like, okay, you're a female author. I'm not sure if, you know, you can have this character not marry um at the end of the book, she needs to marry, she needs to, she can't just like write a book and end it. So then <laughs> Louisa May Alcott had to actually change the way Joe, uh, the main character, which is a reflection of herself, um, ends up in the story. And even interestingly, J.K. Rowling. So there's a documentary on her on um, on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. But she was also asked to change her name uh, from Joanne to J.K. Rowling. So it sounds more masculine. So people actually buy the book because they were afraid if it was um, just her real name, a female's name, people wouldn't buy the book and it wouldn't. Yeah, they, I don't think they were willing to even publish it. So there were quite a few people who actually didn't know if J.K. Rowling was um, a female or a male just because, you know, they use her initials instead. So we've come a very, very long way from what the world used to be like for women in writing. I think now there are more and more writers um, who are women and publishing their book and 
there isn't as many there that i don't think there's any discrimination like the publishing houses are well aware of how important it is to get um equal views out there right right uh now my next question to you is that given that you came from an entirely all girls school and then going into college you were largely in a queer um setting and um so how are these two experiences different and how did they impact you differently and how much of a role do they play in a in the person that you are today sure um so i think i would have liked to also go to a coed school so that i'd be able to interact with both genders better i think i was quite shy and timid and i was like it was quite a new experience i remember getting my uh, dorm room and realizing that the neighbors to my left right and in front of me were all like men men or boys and i was just absolutely i was feeling uncomfortable even though there was nothing to be uncomfortable yeah so when i went to college and i found that um, all my neighbors were like guys i was i was a bit uncomfortable even though I, there was no need to be uncomfortable they ended up being like really good friends so right. yes i wish i was in a coed school uh, but on the other hand i made great friends uh, in school so I, no no real complaints there um, but yeah i feel like the idea of all girls or boys school will not is not the future definitely i completely agree uh now coming to uh, eloquent again so we we've seen like after after me understand the platform is limited as well uh, it's predominantly female centric and you have a workforce that consists predominantly of females um so how can companies like yours exceed the definition of being only female centric uh when uh, when we did talk about the fact that there is a certain level of quality that's seen is it a comfort space that you're trying to create or is there anything behind that idea or is it uh, just something that happened more fluidly or there's just more uh potential in terms of the candidates you got as like as a in the female candidates that you got for the company yeah so it's a pure coincidence i didn't purposely hire female writers and i don't encourage only female writers to um, apply to us we do have um, it's not it's not 100% female it's predominantly female like you mentioned uh, i think the reason behind that is because i would say there are more female freelance writers than male freelance writers because freelance writing is such a risky is considered to be such a risky job right or a career path and men are, are supposed to be like the breadwinners and they're supposed to have stable jobs like say engineering lawyers doctors etc mm -hmm. um so people do not approve um, or people do not look fondly upon people on men who are freelance writers so they i think it's harder for them to be a freelance writer very very unfortunately but some of the best writers in the world are men as are women so i'm just saying that if i receive 200 applications around 100 120 maybe actually even 140 might be women and even when i was studying english um in at in my college 
there were always like 70 to 80 percent of the students were women so i think people just yeah it's harder for men to choose a path that that is portrayed to be um riskier than the traditional paths but we're trying to change that with eloquently like we're trying to give um a writer enough um, employment and enough paid opportunities such that they can sustain themselves and lead a comfortable life so that writing is not um, such a risky job or considered to be such a risky career path. That's great. Now coming to the fact that you spoke about it being risky. Uh, so how have you dealt with the pressure of like also just it being a little competitive because now when honestly in, in my uh in my entire generation, I see a lot of uh, students becoming writers at a very young age. And uh, there's a lot of freelance authoring that's happening. So how do you deal with, um, do you feel a threat or do you just think it's very competitive and you have to be extremely great to be out there? And how do you deal with that competitive nature? I don't think I feel a threat at all. I think it only makes me happier when I see other people writing. That's also my mission to really help other people write. Uh, The reason I don't feel a threat is because I think the demand is just as much. So even if like as many people write, there are as many more people really needing that writing. So right now, I think the demand is higher than the supply. So we need more writers. Um, Obviously, if people don't have as much writing experience and there are writers who um, don't really focus on the writing skills and they just think writing is easy, like something everybody can do. And if they make that, if they then pursue their writing, uh, a career in writing, it doesn't always work out. Writing is as, um, it requires as much expertise, skill, training, practice as any other form, as, as, as much as engineering, I'd say. In fact, some even think it's harder. So like, the only thing I'd say is that you, people shouldn't just assume that they they can make a career out of writing. They should, they should, if they want to, they really should, but they should work towards that. Um, in, like they should train towards that, practice towards that, build their skills towards that. It's not something that they can just do. But yeah, overall, I think to answer your question, the more the writers, the better. Absolutely. Now, coming to me, um, I for the longest time thought that writing was just something you did. And it came out like naturally and you didn't have to be like trained in it. But like for me, it changed when I honestly like wrote that first essay with you a while back. And I understood that it requires a lot of more skill and a lot of more um, understanding of what you want to write and put across. So I think for me, Veloquent changed that. So and now I'm trying my level best to be a little more trained at it and improve my writing. So. Yeah, thank you so much. For I'm very, I'm very glad that we were able to help. And no, I think you're a great writer. I, re- I remember reading your essay and really, really enjoying it. So yes, please, please continue practicing and continue writing. I'd love to read your work again. Thank you so much. So um, coming to like our last set of questions. So joining experience from your time working at Penguin Random House, which is at New York. And it's a publishing house. So how did that experience contribute 
to making the post that you are today? So my work at Penguin was actually almost like a miracle to me. It has been my dream job since I was, since I, like I remember reading books and seeing that little penguin at the spine of every book. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this penguin is responsible for giving me all the joy I've had for the rest of my life. They actually make stories come alive and they make it possible. So it's, it's been a childhood dream and I worked towards applying and um, working there for almost a year and a half throughout college. And I received a couple of rejections, I'd say two rejections before I got my final acceptance. Um, the final acceptance like required me to travel to New York overnight, I just like to conduct informational interviews, write to many, many people, talk to them. And yeah, there was this intern who was working there and she was very helpful and she kind of referred me. And I think that actually, it was a mix of luck. It was a mix of hard work. It was a mix of, um, all the good things in life and then I was able to intern there for the summer which was uh, not for that not for the summer actually I'd say it was a semester uh, it was a yeah academic year semester so I graduated early so that I could do that internship and then I spent around five months in New York and I'd, I'd say that experience completely changed my life because it showed me what the highest standards of writing publishing and editing could be in the world like I think public penguin is the biggest publishing house in the world and like to get yeah. a chance to work at the headquarters was the fine like finest experience I could imagine I also interned with North Doubleday mm -hmm. um, and that happened to be one of my favorite imprints within penguin so I got extremely lucky there too uh, but yes, I think it just made me realize how much work was behind the book making process, the book publishing process. And yes, now I'm now I'm very excited to uh, maybe write someday and go to Penguin with my own words and <laughs> have them. Uh, that's my next dream. Yeah, have them publish it. <laughs> like literally, I've seen your writing, and I really, really hope that you get that opportunity one day. And uh, lastly, I would just like to ask you, what is the piece of advice you would give to our listeners at this point? Yes, so going, going towards the same answer that I had like just spoke about, uh, if you have a dream, don't give up. Like I had, I received two rejections. I could have given up, but I didn't. I tried harder the next, the third time. So please, please don't give up. No dream is too big to not, for you to not achieve it. Keep trying. And especially today in the world where things are, where there's so much connectivity, everything is so much more accessible and people are so ready to help. Like even when I was work, trying to, work with penguin there are just so many people who like helped me talked to me disagreed to meet with me uh, so yeah reach out to people um, ask them for help to achieve your dreams and I am certain you will succeed thank you so much so to sum it up I think all of us just need to keep networking working hard and never stop dreaming I think that's a great, great message. Thank you so much for being here with us today and giving us so much value 
And whatever you said, I think is very, very inspiring. And thank you so, so, so much for being here. No, thank you so much for giving me my first opportunity to record a podcast. I'm very happy. I'll always remember this. Uh, I think you're doing a great job with We Evolve and I really hope it takes you places. I'm sure it will. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.